Are you happy with the results you are getting from sales training? This week's guest, best-selling author and my good friend Larry Levine suggests that it might be time to rethink your sales development strategy. Buckle your seatbelts for an interesting discussion that may challenge the very way you think about sales training. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, Revenue Growth Architect, helping great companies grow revenue. We're going to have a provocative discussion today about how companies can get more results from sales training. I think you're going to like this discussion. As we begin today, I want to challenge you to consider your business strategy. Specifically, do you have a strategy that will maximize your results as you head into 2021 and beyond? If you are concerned about your strategy, want some new ideas, or could benefit from a fresh perspective, I think you're going to enjoy the strategy boot camp that I'll be rolling out in the fourth quarter. Stay tuned for details concerning this. Today, we're going to rethink our approach to sales training. Our guest, Larry Levine, is the international best-selling author of Selling from the Heart. Larry is also my co-host on the Selling from the Heart podcast. Having coached and trained hundreds, if not thousands, of high-performance sales professionals and sales leaders inside both the Fortune 500 enterprise space and local businesses, Larry brings a rich perspective on what's working and what isn't when it comes to developing sales reps. In our discussion today, Larry and I talk about how the limited results from traditional approaches to sales training have led some companies to not even invest in their sales team. We'll also explore the drawbacks of the latest trend toward video training. Then Larry will offer a third alternative that is helping companies get results. The new approach he suggests is already working for some companies and may make sense as a template for companies that need to develop their sales teams in this challenging sales environment. So get ready to get some new ideas as we join Larry after an important word from our sponsors. Larry, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here. This is this is so cool, Daryl. So cool. It's fun for those of you who don't know. Larry and I get to talk every week on the Selling from the Heart Podcast, which has uh, just been a blast. We've met some of the most incredible thought leaders, but I wanted to have Larry on the Revenue Growth Podcast because Larry is a thought leader. Larry, I just I just want to prop you up for a second. Uh, I've just been thrilled watching your journey with selling from the heart as organizations across the board and i'm talking you know recognizable global brands all the way down to uh, fantastic local family-run businesses have embraced this concept of selling with authenticity 
And uh, it's just been so exciting watching uh, watching your impact that you've been having on the world in the sales community. And I'm just so thrilled not only to be your friend, but also just to be a witness to, uh, to the incredible impact you've been having with Selling from the Heart. Well, no, Daryl, I, I sincerely appreciate it. More than anything, you know, you've had a big part in this. And I just, you know, I, I'm a big believer when it comes to authenticity. Authenticity is a lifestyle, and it's not a light switch. I've, I'm bringing things out to the forefront, not through a PhD level, not through a psychology level, just real world applications. Because there's one thing that, that defines me as I lead my life the exact same way, whether that be business or personal. It's all about bringing my authentic self to the forefront. Yeah, and you exude it. And uh, for our listeners, you definitely want to get a copy of the bestseller, Selling from the Heart. Uh, But what I wanted to bring out today is a discussion that I think really needs to happen right now in the middle of in the middle of uh, the shift in our world. Obviously, when the pandemic happened, we made this massive shift um, from face to face to Zoom, and and. A lot of what's happening, I want to talk today about what's working and what's not working in the sales training world. You know, Larry, as I mentioned earlier, you get the opportunity um, to train sales teams in multiple different industries uh, from some global uh, companies that would be in the global 500 um, all the way to some fantastic local organizations and you get a frontline uh, seat right now to what's working and what's not working when it comes to training and equipping our salespeople to be successful going forward. And so I'm just kind of curious as we start this conversation, um, what, what do you think is broken right now in the sales training space and what trends are you concerned about that you see out there? Phenomenal question. I think the, the first thing is, because I've lived through it. I lived through it as a, as a sales professional for gosh, 28, 29 years is I believe, and it's no disrespect. There's a ton, Daryl, there's an absolute ton of great sales trainers out there that deliver great content, great material. But unfortunately there's a vast majority of some of them are disconnected from the message and salespeople can smell that in my opinion, instantaneously. If somebody's just delivering training or they delivering training through a practitioner's eyes. Hmm. And I think the first thing I believe that's broken is, is it real? Is it relatable? Is it relevant, practical training? that can be consumed and digested by the average salesperson with the average mindset that they can immediately put into play. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's got to move from, you know, there's a lot of theory out there, but it's got to, the rubber's got to meet the road, right? This has got to be something that's actually practical and workable. And, and I think one of the challenges for sure um, right now, and, and it's a great question to ask is, you know, is, is the trainer, whether it's somebody you're bringing in or someone that um, is is working for the company, do they have fresh, relatable experience, or is this something from ten years ago? <laughs> Sometimes, you know, is this rebaked stuff from twenty years ago, or does it apply to uh, to where we are today? It, it it makes all the difference in the world, and it's hard to sit down and train someone if it's hard for sales reps 
especially, especially tenured salespeople uh, to buy into training if they don't feel like the person that's, that's coming to the table is actually relevant uh, to the challenges they face today. No, it's so true. And the first thing as I was listening to what you're saying, the first thing, because it, it, it always popped into my head, does this person have street cred? Right. Does this yeah. person understand the day in the life of what I go through? Have they walked in my shoes? Do they get what I'm doing out in the field? And, you know, one of the things that I'm always cognizant of is placing myself in the other people's shoes because people are, you know, just like in the sales world, right? You go out on a call, whether that be face-to-face or virtual as of now, and people are sizing you up instantaneously. Well, the same thing's happening when salespeople go to training events is, okay, why am I here? The first thing I think, the other thing I think is broken is we view these as events yeah, this one's this one's really really big, and uh, I think that maybe the uh, the focus on this th- this has been one of the good things coming out of this season is is as we've realized obviously it's hard to host an event now, right? To pull you know what we might used to have done where we pull salespeople into a room for an entire day or maybe a couple days, that's just been impossible during the last season. But I think that um, while we all might be lamenting, wow, we can't do that anymore, the real question is, was that ever effective in the first place? <laughs> yeah, you, boy, you bring up, it's a, it's a great thing to talk about because I've sat through events, I've sat through training where nothing was reinforced. It was just, okay, well, I'm going to go there. It's a tick box exercise by executives to say, Hey, you know what? It's the start of the year. It's a kickoff to a new quarter. It's the mid year review. We're going to, we're going to train and they, and they make it an event with no follow through. Um, There's no accountability. There's no anything. And then after a while, people just get used to this and they go, okay, here's another event. Here's another training thing. I mean, that's the first thing I think is broken. Yeah. And I think that's uh I just want to back that up because I think, you know, if you look at some of the industries, like uh, I think of the accounting industry or the legal industry, medical, all these people have to go to continuing education, right? And it's a tick box so much of the time. It's like, I got to get eight hours or whatever. Right. Um, and, you know, you wonder how much they're actually getting out of this. And these are people that are good at learning, <laughs> like they're good at being students. By and large, I don't know about you. I'm, a, you know, I always joke. I'm a recovering sales uh, professional myself. Um, sitting in a classroom and learning for, you know, after the first 15 minutes, <laughs> right? I mean, realistically, we we dump all this content onto onto sales professionals, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, what it's kind of like it's kind of like that. Uh, that commercial with the roll of paper towels, right? Where the guy dumps water on the towel. <laughs> Most sales reps are the ones, and I can say this, I think credibly, because I am a salesperson, where so much of that water just rolls off the side. Like how much of it actually gets absorbed um, when you're taking buckets full of content and dumping them, you know, onto the sales team. Uh, and we wonder why sales training's ineffective. I think the old days of like these marathon um, sales training um, events are uh, kind of behind us. But when we realize, and I think, I think maybe the current crisis has made us realize that, man, maybe that wasn't the, the greatest way to do things in the first place. 
No, I mean, that, that's, just, that's just look at a training event, whether that be one day or two days, right? Um, some even extend it to three days, I've heard, right? I've seen. Well, back in the day, used to go for like a week or oh, two. Yeah. So let's just think about the expense, the hassle, the cost, getting people in the room at the same time to do all this. And, and I think what concerns me, and it saddens me a little bit, Daryl, is that's been happening for so long. That when, you know, it's one of the first big obstacles that a lot of people have to overcome and say, hey, you know what, I really like what you guys are doing. But I remember we spent X number of dollars years ago, sat in a room for two days, right? Everyone's out of the field. And then the old return on investment statement comes in sooner or later. Well, there was no return on investment. Well, what was that reinforcement plan afterwards? Well, there really wasn't one. Okay, well, then why'd you spend the money in the first place? Yeah. And so then, then um, one of two things happens. I've observed either companies stop doing training, which is a terrible idea, right? You cannot expect to get, uh, I love, I love how you quote uh, Marnie Schneider's dad. He said, if you want to collect, you have to invest, right? So how can you uh, expect to collect if you're not investing in your sales team? But so a lot of companies just have stopped doing training or just dialed it back to the minimum. Well, we got to do product training or whatever. Or the other thing I'm seeing, and I'm curious what you think about this, is um, some companies have said, okay, well, we can't do training events. So we're going to take all of that content. We're just going to create videos and we're going to put our sales reps in front of the corporate learning management system to watch videos um, I've got some opinions about that, but I'm curious what you think about uh, sitting salespeople down to watch hours and hours and hours of video training. So <laughs> <laughs> I've had, I've had to sit through video training, right? I, yeah. I had to do it back in the day and I would watch the first little bit, Daryl. Then I would fast forward a little bit. Then I'd watch a little bit more. Then I'd fast forward it just, <laughs> get, to, just <laughs> yeah. to get to the test to see if I can pass it with watching as little of the video as possible. I'm not here to discredit it and bash it. It's just think like the average salesperson out there, right? If they have a hard time sitting in a one or a two day workshop with full attention, yeah, setting them in front of hours of videos and expecting them to get the same thing out of it as they would if you delivered small bite-sized chunks of coaching. Totally disconnected, but unfortunately, everybody is flipping everything to virtual and online. So then my question back to you would be then this, Where's the man, what's the, what's the role of the manager or the leader, leader in that organization if all they're doing is having their salespeople watch videos? Well, I think this is the, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about a, a <laughs> sports analogy. And I know, you know, you have the opportunity to work with a lot of sports teams in their sales department, which is really kind of cool. Um, but I think of like golf, for example, like if you think about a golfer and a, especially a professional golfer, right? Someone who has demonstrated their ability to play the game of golf really well. First of all, um, if you wanted that golfer to get better based on what we've said so far, um, you know, one, one path would be to send the golfer to a three day golfing seminar to sit in a room and learn about golf. Right. And you just kind of roll your eyes and go, well, that'd be ineffective. And then the other alternative would be to take that golfer 
a professional golfer who's proven their ability to play golf that just needs to get better and say, okay, Larry, I want you to watch um, 18 hours of video on golfing. Now, granted, they probably learned something in the seminar. They yeah. might grab a few things in the, uh, in the, the videos, but where it's really going to be proven is at the driving range and on the course with somebody that can be there challenge, watching them, challenging them to go, you know, giving them advice, what we would say coaching. Um, and, and that to me is where as an athlete, the improvement happens, right? You wouldn't have a sports team if you didn't have coaches. Um, you wouldn't have a, you wouldn't, you wouldn't succeed as a golfer, a professional golfer for sure. If you didn't have a coach and, and I think, you know, if you look at sales development right now, let's take the word training out of it and let's mm -hmm. talk about what we're actually trying to do, which is develop our sales team so that they can perform better. Um, you know, let's not take people who are usually high, highly relational people and expect that they're going to get a lot out of, you know, eight hours straight of training or, you know, eight hours straight of watching videos. What if, you know, it seems to me that when it comes to sales development, and this is a bit of a leading question now, I know, but doesn't it make more sense to have some component of this, maybe the main component of it, be someone that can come alongside them and actually help them apply what they're learning to the real world. It's golden because I believe there's a huge difference, Daryl, between sales training and sales coaching. And training's always been a event. I love the analogy used with sports. I'll take it one step further if you'll allow me to. Is I remember writing a, a, um, a blog, and this goes a while back. This is a couple of, this is a year or so ago. And you know, I'm a big LA sports junkie. And I went in and I did some research because the Los Angeles Rams, they practice and hold their camps and do all that in the city that I live in. So it's really cool to walk over there sometimes and peek over a fence and watch. But I looked up one day, how many coaches are on the staff of the Los Angeles Rams? There's 27 coaches. Wow. 27, Daryl, coaches, excluding Sean McVay who's the head coach. Wow. So now I, I got into thinking, and I, when I wrote this, I challenged the sales world on this. I said, what would happen if you had various coaches on your team? But mm -hmm. yet, unfortunately, and, again, and that's what I'm concerned with, is we look at sales as training, not as coaching. Everybody goes through the training, but what happens to the small bite-sized chunks of coaching delivered one-to-one -one or one-to-a-group? where you can actually move the needle, right? It's no different than Tom Brady's got, right? He's got a quarterback coach. He's got a strength and conditioning coach. He's got a dietitian. They yeah. have individual coaches. And I think well, this is a great time to reinvent. So this is a great time to reinvent the sales training world because, I, I mean, I'll tell you one more example. I remember talking to somebody not too long ago in their prior position, their company spent $1.4, $1.4 million in sales training in one calendar year. I go, how much of it stuck? And then there was dead silence, right? Yeah. And, and you look at, and once again, I think the, you know, 
I, unfortunately, I think so many companies have gone, well, we're just not going to train our reps that, you know, this is not sustainable. It's not working. I'm not getting an ROI. That would be like the head coach. That would be like the Rams uh, or any football team. Um, and this is very timely because we're about to start the football season as this is broadcasting. Um, you know, that would be like a football team going, well, we don't need, I don't need all those other coach. I don't need an offensive line coach. I don't need a defensive line coach. I don't need a quarterback coach. We have a head coach and these are all professionals here. So let's just, you know, let's just, we could save all this money. We don't need all these coaches. Let's just, let's just go with a head coach and uh, you know, and let's get the whole team together and we'll have a motivational talk and you guys are all professionals go win a game. Well, they would get destroyed. And I think if you look, and here's where I want to go with this, Larry, if, if I look at a sales team, um, you know, it doesn't matter whether you have five people or you have 500 people, the team is not all in the same place in their career, in the type of clients they're calling on. Some may be calling on major accounts and be tenured sales reps. Guess what? They need development. Some may be um, business development reps that are new and are trying to figure out, you know, how to just get in some new doors. Others may be account managers. There's all kinds of different salespeople out there on your team. And it seems like the needs, just like an offensive line needs different coaching than a defensive line and a quarterback, uh, you know, group, your sales team is probably the same way. Sure. Yeah. You know what? You might want to hire a motivational speaker to come in and get them fired up. But when it comes time to prepare for the season, um, the coaching that each type of person gets should be customized to their role and their level of experience. And most importantly to where they're having problems when you watch the tape. Yeah. You know, I, I, I want to go back to something that you just said about motivational speakers. You know, if, if you go to, I love watching a motivational speaker. You're a Steve uh, Harvey fan, right? Massive. <laughs> so well, you know that I'm a massive the best Steve motivational speaker. Yeah, one of the best. But but here here's what I here's what I'd ask sales leaders to think about when it comes to your next sales kickoff or your next quarterly event. Obviously, virtual. Whenever you know you know face to face could happen again, is think about that money that you spend for that motivational speaker to come in for a half an hour or an hour of rah rah. We already know that it's it. There's an a there's a sizable expense to that. What would it look like if you took that expense, you took that investment in that motivational speaker, and you redirected it towards coaching on your sales team? What would the outcome be? Because if you ask most salespeople in an organization, they've long forgotten, unfortunately, that motivational speaker and what the message was long out, you know, long after they've departed. And here, to me, this, this is where I think a lot of these things are broken from training to motivational events to kickoffs is this is the perfect time to reinvent how you coach your salespeople moving forward. Yeah, and I love watching your innovation in this area, and I get a front row seat to it in the the work that um, you know that we're doing through Selling from the Heart podcast, and then as that's rolling out to organizations, I get to see the innovation that you're bringing to the table in terms of saying, okay, how can we how can coaching be done in somewhat of a scalable manner? You know, right now, I think. Um, and, and I think a lot of, you know, the mindset is, well, my sales manager sh should coach. Well, that's kind of like saying your head sales 
it's kind of like that football analogy of saying, well, uh, we got a head coach, let them coach. No, it, it takes a team, right? It takes a team of people to be able to come alongside and offer different perspectives and, and help. And I'm watching you um, work with sales teams and combine, um, yes, bite-sized chunks of learning with then going and saying, okay, let's apply this and let's, let's coach these reps along as they're applying these things to make sure that, you know, unlike the bucket of water dr- dr- dumped on the towel, that nothing gets absorbed. It's like drops of water that get absorbed. So by the time, you know, a season passes, now the sales teams, it, they truly have been equipped. And uh, I think this is so critical right now. You know, let's just think about as we're wrapping up today, um, you know, the, the quantum shifts, the sea level changes that have happened in the sales world um, as salespeople now, you know, in many cases are having to figure out how to prospect and have meetings in different environments. They used to be face-to-face right now. It's just not. And uh, so much of that, you know, I've watched sales teams go, okay, well here, you know, let's get a bucket of virtual sales training, and dump it on top. And, you know, there's too much of this change. We can't afford for this stuff not to stick um, and not to be absorbed. And I love the way that you're going about thinking about this, this uh, what I might call a hybrid coaching model, where we're going to say, you know what, let's, let's approach sales training from a standpoint of where we're actually developing these people on a, um, you know, on more of an individual type level so that uh, this, they get what they need and so the organization can grow. Yeah, and and I and and thanks for saying that because I'm my my biggest thing is I like our e words, right? Just like you've taught me the whole alliteration thing, and I geek <laughs> out on alliteration stuff because you inspired me to geek out on it. But but what's interesting, I think this is what I would encourage sales leaders of sales teams to really think about the times that we've gone through together in 2020. This is the time those sales leaders that will help future proof their sales team, right? Re- are doing a couple of things. They're redeveloping their salespeople, they're re-educating their salespeople, they're re-engaging with their salespeople, they're recommitting to their salespeople. They're getting, you can throw any other RE word you want in there, but I, I think this is the perfect time for those who lead sales teams to double down on your sales team, listen to them, deliver something that's different, that will move the needle. This is the perfect time to do things differently. But I know it happens a lot of times, Daryl, is the older we get, the more set we become, the more tenured our sales team becomes, the harder it is to change. But if there's anything that we've noticed, this actually is the perfect time to change because change is happening all around us. Yeah, what a, it's so true. And I think this is, by the way, Larry, this has been a really, really uh, great discussion. I think you've opened up Uh, some questions here that I think every business owner and sales leader really does need to ask themselves right now is how are we going to equip our team going forward? And, you know, if it wasn't working before, it's definitely not going to work now. Just dumping more stuff on top of the sales team. I think I love the, um, the, the idea of just, or even just the question of how can we reinvent sales training, sales development to make sure 
our people are getting what they need. And uh, I love the pioneering work you're doing in this area. And most of all, I get a front row seat to not only see you doing it, I get a front row seat to see some of these success stories that are starting to happen uh, because salespeople are actually absorbing these things and learning them and integrating them into their daily practice. And at the end of the day, it's driving results. And that's what we need right now. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I sincerely do. There, there's one thing that I learned a long time ago, and I apply this to how I work with salespeople and sales leaders. It's simply this. It's how I took care of my clients when I was out in the sales world is I simply showed how much I care. I listened to them. I asked great questions. And I let them know that you're not alone. I've walked through this before. I get what's going on. When you can, as a, you know, that the trainers and the coaches that are out there, if you can actually listen and place yourself in their shoes and care and truly care about them, they will actually tell you what's on their mind. Yeah, that's so good. Larry, thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I've watched you bring authenticity to the sales world with the selling from the heart movement that we get to be a part of. And now I'm watching you reinvent sales development and uh, it's just so cool seeing all the impact that you're having. And so I just want to let you know um, how much I appreciate you as a friend, but also appreciate all the things you're doing to make the business world and in particular the sales world a better place. No, thanks, Daryl. I really appreciate it. Oh, man, it's so good. What a great conversation. Thank you, Larry. And thank you to everybody uh, in the Revenue Growth Podcast audience. I get to talk with many of you. And it's so fun seeing this audience grow. Thank you, everybody, for sharing this. And if you haven't left a, a review at the end of the podcast, I encourage you to take a few moments to do that today. But today has been really, really challenging. And I want to just put the challenge out to every one of us. Where does your sales training, your sales development need to change? How can it be reinvented? I think these are very important questions for all of us to ask. And until next, next week, as we always say, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.